0: Sports Talk with Reg and Brandon. Episode 7. Got a big show for you guys. The Nuggets topped the Jazz in seven games. Victor Oladipo trade rumors. Diving to the NFL with two-star running backs. Leonard Fournette and Alvin Kamara situations. Even some college football with the Big Ten Conference. Stick around. Check us out. Episode Seven: Sports Talk with Reg and Brandon. Brandon, man, what's going on? How you feeling, big dog?
1: Good, man. What about you?
0: I'm cooling, man. I'm cooling. We got a good show, man. A lot of stuff happening in the sports world, bro. Um, mm-hmm. But, dude, that game last night, man. The Nuggets Jazz, man. It literally came down to to the last possession, bro. Um Let's let's jump in right. Let's just jump right into that. Um, All right. Donovan Mitchell on his way to the bucket, turnover. Denver picks it up. Jamal Murray misses the layup, and I, I don't really know what the hell uh, Mike Conley was getting ready to do. But I mean, you know, time was of the essence. Um, what's your thoughts, man? I, what's, what's your outlook on that one?
1: Well, I think it was a good, exciting game. Yeah. Um, I mean, because it, it seems like uh, the Nuggets were pulling away mm-hmm. around the beginning of the game, and the um, Jazz came back to make it really competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, Donovan Mitchell had another really good game. Um, did he? But yeah, he had a pretty decent game. Um, I forgot exactly how many points he scored, but he, I mean. 22? Yeah, 22. That's still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, did you notice that, that Gobert, when. So I don't think it was Jamal Murray that that missed the layup. I think he p- passed it to someone else, but I can't remember exactly who he passed it off to. But that guy missed the layup. You gotta take um, the last
0: shot, man. If, if but
1: yeah, he does. I mean, if he, he had the lane, he could have he could have drove and either got a foul uh, called on him or not on him, but you know what I mean. Like yeah, he put it. He could have got a foul or um or he could have just made the two himself. But he decided to to pass it off and and kind of uh that guy kind of flubbed it however when gobert rebounded the ball the refs didn't catch this but gobert actually stepped out of bounds with the ball in his hand and that would have just deemed it a turnover right there but they didn't Hmm. miss it and yeah and then they tried to push it up and mike Connolly just bricked that three which yeah. I think, I even think Conley had enough time yes. to yes. Uh, maybe, maybe take a better shot, come inside the two, you know, just anything. But he really, he rushed it. He rushed it and um, bricked it. Yeah. But but I think, you know, ball don't lie. So, you know, if Gobert stepped out, the ball knew that he stepped out. So it wasn't going to go in regardless for Con- he Conley. He stepped-
0: I, I, I had no idea that he that he stepped out. I, I don't know maybe I didn't just I didn't catch that, but I mean you mentioned time. I, I thought I thought the same thing because if you look, Gobert, he got the rebound, paused for a second, then took two dribbles and then kicked it out to Mike Conley. but meanwhile you got D mitch who missed the layup or uh, no, uh, who got stripped. He was wide open over there on the, uh, on the right wing. I thought maybe, you know, had he probably, you know, came up to maybe about half court or something like that, I think they would have had an opportunity to get a good shot off, but yeah, then Mike finally just took it, and yeah, it just didn't look good.
1: <laughs> it didn't look good, but then the series was exciting overall. I mean, yeah. you got dudes going 50, 40 a night, and sometimes both of them going 50, and 40, mm-hmm. like it was a back-and-forth series. Um, I find it quite comical that the Jazz choked the 3-1 lead, but, you know, uh, it is what it is. I, going into this, I didn't think the Jazz were going to be the team that won the series anyways, but I was surprised that it was as close as it was. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, it was a good, entertaining game. I really enjoyed it. Um, I hope that, you know, the Nuggets-Clippers series is that entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if, you know, if... It, Murray can score like he was scoring at the efficient rate that he was. And, you know, the Joker just continues being the Joker. I think they got a chance to beat the the Clips. But, I um, yeah, mean, I don't know. It was, it was a good series overall.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's a good point. I mean, you know, with Jokic, I mean, I think, again, when it comes to, to defending the Clippers, I mean, you got to be able to get in the paint. And you got a glass clean. I mean, Montrez Harrell. You know they play him at the five, um, but I mean he, he's undersized, but he he can defend. I mean he he I mean he's no scrub. The dude can defend, and he'll get boards. You know. So I mean that that that'll be that will be interesting to see. You know how they do, and then and then yeah. I mean Jamal Murray. You know he he's got to be big every single night. I mean you can't with yeah. him. With, with that Clippers team, because they're so good defensively, I mean, you got to give me, what, what he gave them, uh, what he gave his team, what he had last night, I mean, uh, 17, now he's got to get more than that, you got to give me 25 to 30 every single night, bro, but, but just going the Playoffs,
1: back, yeah, for the yeah. playoffs, you got to, he's got to up his game for the playoffs every day, but I mean, dude, the dude scored 50 twice, or yeah, if over forty and three games and fifty twice. I gotta have it. like, well, you want that every game? That's crazy. <laughs> I,
0: I gotta have it. it's the playoff, but we are not, not doing that that TJ Warren stuff. Ah, yeah, with the Michael Jordan <laughs> memes and, and the ball
1: no, I'm Goon not going that and, far. I'm not going that far. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. But the interesting, the interesting stat line that I saw. Yeah, you're right. So last night, D-Mitch, he had 22 points, but peep this out. Nine turnovers, only one assist. Oh, yeah, Yeah. that's rough. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like
1: crazy Westbrook status, like (laughs) how how wild he is. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think I think that for Mitchell, you know, obviously his heart was in it, and he tried as hard as he could to elevate his team to some type of victory, Mm -hmm. but. I think it. there's that, that line that you can cross where you start trying too hard and you start yeah. making more mistakes than, you know, yeah. helping your team. Yeah. And even though he was still offensively good the entire series, bro, when you have nine turnovers, yep. you're going to be a detriment to your team, especially yep. if your assists don't equal that.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, usually, I mean, what, Denver had 10 – oh, my goodness. Denver had 10 turnovers as a team, yeah. but he had nine <laughs> – by himself.
1: That's sad. That's yeah. sad.
0: Yeah. So I mean, he so he yeah, he accounted for nine of the twelve turnovers. I mean, they need a guard. I, I think I mean, I like Mike Conley, but I mean, he's, he's getting a little older, you know, he's had a history with injuries. Um, I mean last night, I mean, I mean, he wasn't great. I mean, only eight points. No, you
1: could tell that he was he was coming back from an injury. Yeah,
0: two for thirteen. You know, from the field. You know, like you're not really, you're not really doing much, man, to help your team. What Was his plus minus? Um, yeah, minus five. Yeah, so I mean, he, he not really doing much. I mean, he did have seven assists, but I, I need somebody that's that's going to to give them more. You know, I wonder because. We we keep hearing about Victor Oladipo. I mean, these little these little trade rumors, and we'll get into that later. But I wonder, man, like, like is you know could Utah potentially be a team you know to, to try to make a move you know to, to get another guard? I mean, I like Jordan Clarkson, but I mean, he, he well, he's a bench guy. He's he's not he's not going to be your starting uh, ball handler.
1: Well, I don't know how big these rumors are, but um, at least NBA Twitter. They really want Mitchell to go to the heat um, They think that he'd be useful on the heat And the Jazz would just have to suck it up And get somebody out of that deal So, um, so you
0: talking moving Jimmy Butler to the three?
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, I think that's how people view him already As a three kind of Smaller three, but he still plays the three mostly I think He, play, but, he plays
0: defense too, bro
1: yeah, He plays a lot of that's defense That's what I love but, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that series That series is going to be good um, between the heat and the bucks. Right. Yeah, man, I'm really looking forward to that one. Right. I think, I think the heat going to win that one.
0: They can they can I mean, it's, I don't know. It, it, it depends. I mean, if they stay with Jimmy Butler's mentality, as and what I mean by that, you know, showing a commitment to playing defense. Um, I don't know, I man. I, I would not be surprised to see that seven games. I mean, and you, you can't let Giannis get into the paint, you know, continue to strategize him. And you, you'll probably see see Miami go more zone and force them, you know, force them to hit shots on the perimeter. You know, force um, Chris Middleton to step up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? At the end of the day, I mean, Giannis Giannis really isn't much of a closer. Right. No, I mean, he's if, not. If you got to be able to shoot the ball if you're going to be an effective closer. So now you're talking about Chris Middleton. No, Eric Bledsoe. No. Eh, and no. not really. You know what I mean? They really
1: don't have a closer.
0: Right. Right. But um. So I I, I don't know. We'll you know we'll, we'll see. that will be interesting. You know, with D Mitch. You know what what happened with him. I mean, I, I don't think. Yeah. You I mean Utah not going to let that kid go? I mean, he, he's just nah. too special. He just needs more help. You know. I mean, mm-hmm. Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles only gave you seven points, and was one for five from three mm-hmm. in 39 minutes. You know what I mean? So, he's going mean,
1: to be more consistent at the three, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and granted, as a team, well both teams, I mean, didn't really shoot the three ball, you know, very well. Uh, 24% uh, for Utah, 26% for Denver. But I don't know, man. I, I just think, um, you know, the, the studs showed up. I mean, Jokic had 30. 30 and 14, you know, mm-hmm. was a plus two. I mean, that's again, is I'm a believer in bigs. You know, bigs gonna carry bigs gonna carry you to a title. You know, what I mean you win title with, with bigs. So, you know, th- that it'll be an interesting series, you know. Your your one, your your two, three matchup again, as you mentioned with uh the Clippers and the Nuggets and uh, the semifinals. Um so yeah, so they'll be that's- moving on
1: go ahead so so i wanted to i wanted to keep uh, a little bit if we could continue talking about the the heat and and real quick okay. cuz i wanted i wanted to uh ask you about about the quote or the, i guess not the quote but the response giannis had to that reporter asking him about playing defense on jimmy and as a defensive player of the year and you have a reporter ask you are you going to guard this guy cuz he just went off on you and your response is, "Why are you asking me that?" <laughs> it, what? Yeah, I
0: mean, they, I, I I think it, from a reporter's perspective, you know, they probably, um, again, they they just trying to get a soundbite. But if I'm Giannis, bro, you gotta you gotta step up, man. You yeah,
1: gotta, anybody in the league. Yeah. You say LeBron, you ask LeBron, Kawhi, anybody, anybody in the league, their answer would be like. Hell yeah, man! I'm gonna guard yeah. him. If I, if, if, yeah, if he's, I'm not gonna let him score 40 on me again next time we play each other. Mm-hmm. I will not do it. If I have to guard him all damn game, that's what I'm gonna do. Right. The best players in the league have that attitude and that mentality. And to hear some weak ass answer from Giannis <laughs> saying that he's just gonna do what his coach tells him to do, bro. I'm gonna tell you what. You're not gonna win the series if you're gonna do it that way because yeah. Jimmy's gonna go off on you every night if that's what ha- needs to happen. Yeah, it's yeah, a weak ass answer. I, it really frustrated me that he did that, and I and when he said that, I was all aboard the heat bandwagon to win the damn series.
0: <laughs> but look, but look, I I said it from the beginning. I'm like, man, Miami. Just, I mean, just watching them, um, you know, in the in the first eight games, I'm like, man, Miami can make some noise. I would not be shocked to see this team get to the Eastern Conference Finals and give, because um, I, I I do, I, I think Boston's going to win the series against Toronto, because I just think they just have just a little bit more firepower. Yeah. Um, Toronto is another team that, in my opinion, they don't really have a closer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Fred Van Fleet, good player, you know, getting ready to become a free agent, but am I really giving him you know, max dollars. You know, no, is is no. he yeah, he's not gonna be my franchise guy. Uh I like Kyle Lowry, but is he consistent? No. Um, so yeah, man, I, I could very well see a Boston Miami type matchup, man, um, in the Eastern Conference finals. You know, so, yeah.
1: good. So so here's a fun here's a fun fact for you. Mm-hmm. There's only one team in the Eastern Conference that has a winning record against the Bucks. Do you know who that is? No, nah, who's that? The Miami Heat.
0: Really? They won that series?
1: They won the series. They did win the
0: series. Yes, they did. Yes, yes, they did. So,
1: like, I I am all for this. I really think it could happen.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And and that's another thing, you know, too. I mean, I I get it. You know, they're in a bubble, and there's there's no home court advantage, but we can't just forget about, uh, you know, the first uh, two-thirds of the season as if those didn't exist. I mean, if you win, you win a three or four game series against a team. Like, come on now. Like that—that—that that, that tells me, all right. As a player, if we see these dudes in the postseason somewhere along the line, we get matched up. We can beat this team. That gives me confidence, you yeah. know. And um, Miami and you know uh, Miami and uh, and, and Milwaukee—they're warming up, getting ready to take the floor tonight uh, for for Game Two, but. Again, dude. I mean, as you're saying, I agree. I would not be surprised to see to see this Heat team advance in this series. I think it'll go seven games, but I wouldn't be surprised to, to see them.
1: To tonight see them will be very telling, right? Like if the, if the Heat come out on fire tonight and play just like they played the game one, yeah. Like you'll be like, okay, yeah, this could definitely, definitely happen. But if they come out flat and they just look like. You know they're going to get wiped off the floor by 20 points by the Bucks. Then you're going to have to be like, well, what team is this? Like, what team am I going to see for the rest of the series? And that might drag it out, you know, <laughs> seven games, or make the Bucks like, be like, oh yeah, it was just a fluke that we lost game one. But yeah, I mean, it, the Heat. I don't think the Heat have that mentality. Like, they're tough. All all the players are tough. They're 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 going to show out every single game. I mean, you know, Jimmy Butler is not going to let the team come out flat. I'll just say that. So. I'm 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 hoping for a competitive series, but yeah, I'm definitely thinking the Heat gonna win this one.
0: So you think tonight I'm sitting here just watching uh, NBA countdown, man? It's it's so refreshing to see Stephen A. Smith. I just, uh, cause I'm sorry, but <laughs> Paul Pierce, man. <laughs> like, oh, I know. What man. the hell? But anyways, anyway, anyway. <laughs> so you think tonight? Are, are you saying tonight is a must-win for Milwaukee? This game too?
1: Yes. Yes. I think so. If as well. they go down, if they go down two nothing. Like
0: it, it, could be heat and five, heat and six. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you' talking about the media, man, eating it up. It's the same <laughs> way, the same way that they, they they got after my Lakers, uh, with the with the Trailblazers, um, you know, once they won, after they won, um, game one, but. Yeah, anyway, this, this series is going to be interesting. I think this is definitely something, you know, that we keep our eyes on. You know, I like I like the way Miami – I just like the way they're built all around. Like, they got the ball handler. They got a playmaker. They got Jimmy uh, Butler. You know, he can score. I mean, he, he's one of the best two-way players in the league. Um, they got good three-point mm-hmm. shooting. Oh, yeah, keep in mind Jay Crowder,
1: the mm-hmm. guy that
0: they end up trading for with Memphis, who was shooting 29%. Then he gets traded, and that goes up to 45%. You know, he's a good wing defender. And then you got uh Bam Meta Bayou, man, glass cleaning. Glass cleaner yep. plays defense. I mean, they have a good team. I think they're one player away. Ima- man, imagine if KD would went there.
1: Oh, I know, Ooh. right? Oh, it'd be crazy. <laughs> but and he wanted to go play with Kyrie, so that's what yeah. he's gotta go deal with.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, but yeah, we'll, we'll um we'll we'll see on that you know and um I'm I'm sure tonight be a good game but anyway man transitioning to the trade rumors so we was getting ready you know earlier you know we was talking about uh Victor Oladipo Indiana you know they they lost in the opening round um Victor Oladipo man is, is some trade rumors you know right now you know it's it's been reported well apparently uh he wants out you know he wants out uh, General Manager Kevin Pritchard, you know, he doesn't believe that's necessarily the case. He believed that he wants to stay, yet um, he hadn't talked to him. So that really doesn't make any sense, okay? So where are you getting that notion that, mm-hmm. you know, he wants to stay in Indiana? I think the biggest thing, the biggest driver behind it is, you know, so he's a free agent. He's an unrestricted free agent in the summer of 21. So he's still got another year left. Unrestricted free agent in 21. But Indiana doesn't necessarily have the dollars to give him a max contract that Oladipo apparently is gonna want. And he could be a trade, he could be the biggest trade chip on the market next year. I mean, he's I think he's owed, what, 21? Yeah, he's owed 21 million um, on an expiring deal. We hear names like the Lakers, the Thunder. Of course, the New York Knickerbockers, they're going after everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he him get. But yeah, bro, how, how you feel about that,
1: man? Uh I mean, I don't think he deserves a max, con- max contract. Let's start there. Mm. Okay. Like his, his, I mean, he's a good player. He's a serviceable, you know, guy, but he's not going to be your number one. Right. And I don't even know if you would even want him to be your number two. And maybe that's just because, you know, this season he's been hurt, which is another thing, mm-hmm. his health issues. Um, but I, I would have to see. For to me, if if you get a max contract, you need to be a player that can take the game over. Like, yeah, and they can just defer you the ball, and they say, listen. There's there's five minutes left, we're up by two, go make us up by eight. Like yeah. you know, something like that. And I don't know if Oladipo is that guy. I and as odd as it sounds, I think the Pacers actually have two dudes that can do that for them outside of him being TJ Warren and um, Sabonis. And I know Sabonis wasn't in the bubble, but and maybe we would have seen a different Pacers team if he was playing. But I, I personally think that they would want to defer the ball to one of them than Oladipo, and why would you pay your number three max contract, which you don't even have money for in the first place, so, I don't know, man. It's kind of an all-odd situation. I I don't like it when players that don't deserve the money that they want start yeah. making big stink about it, and then they ask for a trade, and you're just like, come on, man. Like, for instance, like, Oladipo's presence on the Thunder was non-existent, okay? I, I Sometimes I even forget that he even went there, okay? Um, when he comes back to Indiana, yeah, he makes more of a presence on there, but – Indiana is a super small market and they really don't have a single big name on the entire team. So you hear him you hear about him a little bit more, but if you really stacked them up with the rest of the players in the league, he's a nobody, you know, and I hate to say <laughs> that, but he's a nobody. Like he's just another dude. And so like and he's Yeah, he yeah, was
0: Depot, Depot's a star player. I'm like yeah. where? Yeah, where?
1: <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I I can name countless of players that will just be better than him and be more serviceable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hate to not I hate to knock your boy, but I think an equivalent to the Depot would be like if the Lakers wanted him, I'd do a Kuzma for Oladipo trade straight up, and I would think that I'm just getting the same guy, straight like up. straight up. And I and, and I say that to knock both of them because I don't think either of those players. Are that good and live up to what they think they are, and I don't know. Just, all right, well, I don't in, know.
0: In, in response to that, all right, in response to to that to a a, a Lakers Depot Ola Depot trade, I don't necessarily know if if I'm uh, Rob blink I don't necessarily know if Ola Depot is is the guy that I want because one, I don't I don't know what that knee situation, a knee or quadricep, I, I'm not really sure what that situation is going to look like. Um, another guy, I mean, I get it. I mean, I, I don't know. He probably could work. I mean, you said that. Well, he's not necessarily. He, he's not necessarily a one or a two. Damn. Um, I mean, he'd be a hell of a number three though with LeBron and Anthony Davis. A guy who would work well. A guy that can get. Yeah, a guy that can get to a cup. Get to the cup and score. A guy that can shoot from the perimeter, not not too sure about his defense, and that seems to be um, one of the things that I think he plays. Want.
1: He plays okay defense, but when you look at yeah. your guards on the Lakers, like he is better than every single guard you have on the team. Yeah, and I know, I know, I was saying like a Kuzma trade, who's not a guard. But it, Kuzma is trying to be your third option, and he is it's a very inconsistent third option. Yeah. The one thing about Oladipo is, even though he doesn't have eye popping numbers, he is consistent with what he does. Yeah. Um. So at least you know every every game, you know you're gonna get 15 from Oladipo. But like, maybe he'll go off in the 20s or something like that. But with Kuzma, you're like, am I getting 10? Am I getting 20? Like how many rebounds are you gonna get today? Like you know, just it's all all across the board. It's it's you
0: know, but you it's know, a mess with him. Here's the here's the thing that I would hate, and it happened with you get traded, and then Kuzma explodes. Because I mean, let, let's be honest. I think that's the one thing that's holding Kuzma back is he wants to be that guy. Now he he's not Man. that guy. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, but he's not that guy at this point. Uh, in his career. He's still young, still trying to find his way. But I could already hear it right now in the media and, and, and even fans. Uh, they, they shouldn't have got rid of Kuzma and I bet the Lakers, they regret that trade, yada, yada, yada. That, I, I don't know. That could work. I mean, uh, Depot in Los Angeles, it could work. But if I'm Palenka, I might want to wait, you know, talk to Andrew Friedman with the Dodgers. And kind of take his approach the way he was patient. He showed good patience, right? I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, names like Bryce Harper thrown out there, nah, they lowballed him. Dodgers lowballed. Uh, Anthony Rendon didn't really make a move. They waited the right time to go get Mookie Betts trade. So if I'm Rob Polinka, I don't know. I may sit tight and go look at real deal Bradley Beal. With the Wizards, mm. because let's just be honest, man. The Wizards—they they, not—they can have all the lottery picks they want. They're not going anywhere fast. I don't care no. if John Wall's journey. Bradley Beal—he's their only tradable asset. If I am the Wizards, I would make that trade for trade Bradley Beal. I get it. He just signed a new contract. Trade him. We'll give you, we as in the Lakers. We'll give you Kyle Kuzma. We'll give you an expiring deal, and um and Danny Green. That's very lucrative. Um, and Avery Bradley for Bradley Beal. And then we'll throw in a future pick, or a, a young prospect, or whatever. I just think I'm I'm I would like to see see them be a little more patient. Um. Not necessarily go and get you know the first thing that's out there, but be patient. Because, and the reason why I say that, because LeBron James, man, I, I believe that this is his last, this is his last go around. He's going to play Ooh. out this contract and then this is it, right? He may stick around I've for retired? maybe- Retire? He may stick around for, for, for one more year after- after once his contract is done, remember he signed a three plus one, right? Yeah, they gotta have that second guy to pair with Anthony Davis, and Oladipo is not that dude. Bradley Beal is. I mean, the dude's thirteen All NBA, and that's only because he was playing in Washington. But if if you can get if you can get Bradley Beal to LA, man.
1: Well yeah, now you're thinking now you're thinking craziness because that I mean that would make your team great. Well I mean that's not in a bad way, not in a bad way, oh, but like but okay. I mean that's just like talking about like a a, a really big three, like with that. But yeah. now with LeBron, I just wanna speak on that real quick. I thought he, he's he wants to play with Bronny. So like I think he's gonna try to stick it out however he can until Bronny gets in the league and play at least one one season with them, so I think I think he's Baltimore. He just wants to be in the league with them.
0: You really think think that kid's gonna end up getting to the league though?
1: Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I know that he hasn't. I think he averaged like a few points in his freshman campaign, which is just his past season. But he was he was just a freshman playing on the varsity team, so like you kind kind of expect that. But, like, you know, this year, if he keeps taking, you know, leaps and keeps going, yeah, I, I definitely think, I mean, his name is going to help him. So, yeah, that's, that's one. And then two, um, I already heard that he has, like, scholarship offers to Duke and stuff. So, um, I think, yeah, he might. I mean, if he goes to one of those schools, they're going to. Yeah, man, I think, I think he's going to be good enough to make the league. And uh, I think LeBron's going to stick it out to play with him. But regardless if that means that he's going to stay on the Lakers or not, I don't know. But, I yeah, don't I don't know. I, anywhere.
0: <laughs> I, I, I don't see LeBron uh, leaving Los Angeles. I mean, he's definitely not going over to the other locker room. I don't, I don't see him. The Lakers are is, 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 will be his last go around. He will retire in a Los Angeles Lakers uniform.
1: You don't think that he'd ever make a stint back in Miami or something?
0: For what? To go do I don't know. Court?
1: I mean, he did that with Cleveland. You know, he went to Cleveland, left, and then came back, like, and then went to the Lakers. But, there's you no know, just to win a ship for Cleveland. But, like, I don't know. Yeah, but he, he, he wasn't, wasn't heavy.
0: He wasn't heavy in the business side, though, when he went. Well, I mean, he had just started. He had just started, like, you know, his whole um, – you know his whole series with the shop, you know, on HBO. Mm-hmm. He wasn't doing that stuff in Miami, but there was already rumblings. You know, or you know, and, and um, while he was in Cleveland, that that he was looking to leave. I mean, you remember that that NBA Finals, uh, the last one that they had lost to um, to uh, Golden State. Mm-hmm. That no, actually, it was the third one. Because they had had lost to Golden State back-to-back years, right? Yeah, they had lost to Golden State back-to-back years. And I think after that third one, they said there was a a Yahoo article that came out that night that LeBron would be leaving possibly potentially to one of the two L.A. teams, the Clippers and the Lakers. And then... um, uh Rich Paul came out and said well he would never join the Clippers. And I was like, whoa Okay, so you no,
1: know, it's the Lakers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I mean
1: that makes sense. And that's probably why, you know, obviously that's why it's on the Lakers and his kids love it in LA. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, he loves it in LA. I mean it's it's clearly a thing. And but I I honestly I think he'll last in the league until um until so Bronny Bronny. Gets
0: yeah, yeah, we'll see. I, I, well, I, I hope kid stays in college though. I mean, at least get three years of college in. I think that's that's invaluable. And I'm talking about, you know, that obviously that'll help him on the court. I mean, education wise, yeah, duh. But, but on the court, you know, to allow his body, allow him to really grow into his body and just come into the league, you know, just much more prepared. Um, but anyway, there's a lot of
1: things with him, you know, like is he just signed a new deal with like some video game yeah. organization and in doing that, like you're not NCAA kind of frowns upon that. So now they're thinking that mm. he, may, he may take a oh. little mellow ball route and play out that. of Yeah, it's like whole thing. I mean, there's we'll see what happens, you know, but like this this a whole thing surrounding him right now and what he can possibly do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But anyway, I mean Oladipo yeah like i said if i'm the lakers if i'm olad if yeah if i'm the lakers on oladipo i i i would hang tight um i mean he's that's that's 21 million dollars that's going to be against your cap i mean that's that's pretty much your max slot plus you got to re up with anthony davis um so you're not going to really have much room to do anything else i, I don't like i said i, I don't know if i want to use my best trade chip and Kyle kuzma on that one, you know, I, I want a stud. I mean, it's I mean, twenty-one million dollars, you know, for next year on the books for Indiana, um, and the only thing that you've got in return is fifteen average, fifteen points and three assists on a year, really, and a first-round playoff <laughs> exit. Another,
1: yeah, that's not good.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, we'll wait on that. But anyway, we're gonna take a uh, quick break. When we come back. Let's get in some NFL talk, Alvin Kamara, some rumblings, some trade rumors, Leonard Fournette released abruptly, and some college football, the Big Ten, talking to Donald Trump, the one and only. <laughs> anyway, we'll take this quick break, get back to you guys. All right, so Brandon, let's get in some NFL talk, my man, so... Leonard Fournette, former Jags running back. That's right, former. <laughs> released. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, released on Tuesday, man. Like, what the hell is going on in Jacksonville? Like, my question is, I don't understand. What is it with these teams? Why do you do this? They, they either – so so they released them two weeks before the season started. That, like, that's just – I'm sorry. That's just fucked up. Sorry for my language.
1: No, Rated it- E. It's it fucked, fucked up. up. Okay, it's yeah, fucked man. up. Like,
0: I don't understand. Like we see, we've seen this over and over. You know, with teams, you know, releasing guys before important milestones, like you know, the start of training camp. You know, that affects their their value. I mean, the, their value in the market completely drops. They can't. They have zero opportunity to get the money um, that they want. You know, it's. I mean, this, this is a guy. I mean, he's in the last year, final year of his contract. Um, like we've seen, I mean, Yannick and you know, he was traded, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what, the, what is going on with that franchise, man? Like,
1: uh, dude, I'll tell you this: from the quotes of the coach, they're trying to clean house, like in terms of like get rid of bad apples. Uh, so that's kind of like really shitting on Leonard Fournette more than just his. Football skill um yeah. because i mean he had he has gotten suspended he he is caused he has caused some you know trouble in the locker room i mean you've seen um, him
0: griping going back and forth with fans too <laughs> i yeah, like i will yeah. fuck you up I'm like what <laughs>
1: yes yeah, so, i mean he does have like you know some baggage with him mm-hmm. but if we're just trying like i'm trying to try to I know that's their reasoning, but I'm going to try to think of it from just a football standpoint. I love Leonard Fournette, but there's two things about him that I don't love. And they're really big when it comes to being a standout running back. Mm -hmm. And one is your health, because he is never healthy in terms of his ankles. His ankle is always a concern every time he touches the ball. Yeah. His next issue is his vision. He, I mean, the dude has no vision whatsoever. And I, I don't know if I can attribute that to a shitty offensive line Jacksonville has formulated or just the fact that he thinks there's a hole, but instead he runs right into the back of an offensive lineman. But when you combine the, the, the ability to not stay healthy and you can constantly running into walls, when you're running back, you're gonna start lessening your touches and you're potentially gonna get released just based on that.
0: But so. but but is it possible is it possible that maybe their offensive line just doesn't fit um, his style of play because I mean he's for he's a downhill he's a downhill runner. Mm-hmm. And they got Jay Gruden as the new office coordinator, you know, former head coach in Washington. Jay Gruden is a, is a power downhill, downhill running, um, running scheme type of guy. So I, th- I think from that perspective, I think he fits. Maybe it's just possible, man, that they just don't, they ain't got the horses up front to really create those holes for you. And, and that's what you're supposed to do as a running back. Like, as a bell cow like him, downhill running, like get the hell out of my way, or yeah, I'm gonna run, up, I'm gonna run up on the back, run up on the back of you.
1: Yeah, and, and if that's the case, then they shouldn't release him, and they should try to bolster their offensive line but they didn't do that so no. it's either poor organization management or like they really don't view him as an elite player that i mean but they wasted a high ass draft pick for him a couple yeah. of years ago so yeah. like i guess they don't care that much about it and they got nothing in return for him yeah. i mean they said that they they tried to, to trade him and no one wants him which yeah. is you know sad that that happened right but i was you know i mean yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm shocked, too.
0: I, yeah, I, I was shocked. Doug Marone said, yeah, to, to your point, he said they tried to trade him. They couldn't get a fifth. They couldn't get a sixth. I'm like, damn, really? Because, I mean, exactly to your point, bro, like, I would have liked to seen them. I, mean, I mean, hell, like, trade him for a lineman. Like, get, you got to get some value from him. I mean, that's a guy, I mean, the last three, I mean, his, his numbers, they're not really sexy by any means. I mean, he's what, rushed for over, just over 2,600 yards in three seasons. So now, yeah, okay, maybe, you know, just about 800, 800, give or take uh, per year and 17 touchdowns. So yardage wise, it's not that great, but Jacksonville as a football team hasn't been that, um uh, been that great in recent years. I mean, they, they had one year where, I mean, they had was it in 2018 uh, where they had the top defense, you know, one of the top defenses with Blake Bortles, you know, they were running the football. Um, they, they was just doing good things. And then all of a sudden they just, just fell off the damn wagon. Like, but this is Jacksonville though. I mean, we've, this is what we've seen for them. I mean, you got, you get Jalen Ramsey out the door, you you spent a, a, a high draft pick on I mean, and you essentially got, wh- what did you get for him? What nothing. Like, like nothing. I mean what keep to leave I mean they, they didn't they didn't really get um they didn't really get anything for him. They got and, an aging
1: cornerback.
0: Yeah. And then Yannick Ngakwe, you know, one of your your top pass rushers. Didn't really get much for him. And now you let him go your star running. You letting all your all your blue chips out the door, man. Mm-hmm. It kind of, mm-hmm. it, it, to me, it questions their, the coach. Is Doug Marone really the right guy to run that team? Because you can't just say, oh, well, well we're just going to get rid of all the bad apples. Well, I don't like this guy's personality, so we're just going to get rid of him. This ain't college. It's not high school. This, this, is, this is not college. You got to be a championship teams, you got to be able to deal with guys with personalities. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So,
1: Antonio Brown, all right? Yeah. Like, you know, because, I mean, I know he's not playing now, but he is a, definitely a personality. And, you know, the Steelers, they had to do something about him, you know. And and then, you know, they let him go. But then the Raiders are like, yeah, we'll take him because he's a talent, right. you know. But I don't necessarily know if Leonard Fournette is that talent. I mean, I'll use this as an example. In pro football focus, he is the 47th ranked running back. Oh, God. and that from last year yes and that is that is terrible yeah okay yeah. and i don't know if i can attribute that to his offensive line and i'll give a great example Le'Veon bell is 20th in pro football focus and he averaged barely three yards per carry last year and you mean to tell me that someone else who's just an a, a equal apparent stud is 47th like I mean you can't all think that's that's offensive line. That's definitely his play as well.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know, I'm, I'm just pulling up his stats here. I mean, he's had been in the league three years. I mean he's had yeah, two seasons over a thousand year. I mean twenty seventeen I mean, he rushed over a thousand. Twenty nineteen, um, rushed over rushed over eleven 1, hundred. 2018 was a down year for him but I mean did he play yeah he only only played in eight games right
1: yeah his injury see it's the health thing and his rookie campaign was really good. Okay. I mean, I had him in fantasy football, and he he helped me win my league that year because <laughs> he was good. <a> okay, <laughs> so like I like Leonard Fournette, but but he has not been the Leonard Fournette that we know him to be, especially when he was at LSU. Yeah. He is not that guy anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he averaged uh, twenty rookie year average. You know, four uh, four yards a pop. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm thinking. It's something within Jacksonville, man. I get it, you know. I mean, he's got some issues, you know, he's gotta handle, you know, that he he's gotta work through. But I'm thinking, man, it's it's something in Jacksonville. You know, are these dudes are they trying to tank for a shot at Trevor Lawrence? And and if that's the case, I got I got a problem with that. I got a problem with an NFL franchise trying to tank for a quarterback that you have absolutely no idea. How he's going to perform at the NFL level. None.
1: Now, you see it time and time again that some people don't translate very well.
0: Right. I mean, I, I just look at Tua. What the, I mean, what the hell is he going to do? I mean, everybody is so high on Tua in Miami. Really? With who? Who do they got Who, do, who do they got there in Miami to protect him? He's another kid that's got um, an injury history. Mm-hmm. So... I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, Jacksonville is, to me, it's concerning, you know. Um, But, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, Leonard Fournette, I mean, he's, he's on the market. I mean, you're going to see a lot of guys. I mean, the season starts in two weeks. There's no, there's, you know, no preseason. You know, a lot of guys are going to be getting cut. You know, they got to get down from 80 to 53. That's a lot. You're going you're gonna to see some guys available. Um. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised to see Leonard Fournette, you know, get on somebody's roster. You know, somebody give him a shot. And I think they go, oh, um, he's going to yeah, he should be making what, four? I think the claim would be worth, what, four grand or something like that, uh, you know, if he gets picked up. You know, we'll, we'll see, you know, we, and we could take a look at, you know, at another time, you know, what are some of the, some of the hot spots, you know, some of the teams that you think that'll make a move on him? Um,
1: yeah, if I if I had to make a bet right now, I think it would be the Bears. But you know, we'll see how it plays out. They're going. He would be a good
0: compliment to Tariq Cohen.
1: Yes, especially because David Montgomery got hurt. So that's why I'm thinking that, that they would need that David that Montgomery. guy, that power back. David Montgomery. David Montgomery. Man, you know, he's good. Give David Montgomery credit. Yeah. The Bears just don't know how to utilize their running backs. That's the problem. Bro, man,
0: what, what position you going to play? you going to play receiver, you're going to play running back. What, what, what's he going to do?
1: <laughs> that's Cordell Patterson, man. Okay, I can't believe that they would put him at running back sometimes. But yeah. like I said, the Bears don't know how to do their running backs. So, it's on them. So, I don't even know if they will pick up Leonard Fournette, He's a traditional running back. But, you know, we'll see where he goes. We'll see where he goes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, David Montgomery, you know, not bad. I mean, just, just shy of, of 900, uh, 900 rushing yards. I mean, average, another guy, four yards to carry, um, six tubs. So, I mean, not bad. You know, we'll see. I, I, the Bears, I do think that that's a good um, – a good spot for him i mean washington could be another team as well you know there. you know you got adrian peterson uh geist has been released you know with you know his off the court uh issues with domestic violence and stuff like that so who knows who knows mm-hmm. um but also you know moving on alvin Kamara. that's another man in the news mm-hmm. um maybe not as much as a big deal then again who knows but so apparently you know he's missed he had three unexcused absences you know some people say you know they related to a medical situation with regards to his back um some say it's, it's a little more this is about a contract dispute i mean he is in the final year of his deal um he's going to be he's an upcoming free agent And he wants to get paid. He's looking around 16 mil. I think their initial offer was somewhere what 12, uh, 12 million per. Similar to what Joe Mixon in Cincinnati uh, is getting. I I think he's better than Joe Mixon at this point. I mean, he is outside of Michael Thomas, he is the centerpiece of that offense. That offense is 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 different um, uh, without Alvin Kamara in that backfield. And also in the slot, but I don't know what should take, bro.
1: Well, uh, I do want to say that uh, since 2018, Joe Mixon has had the most rushes of 15 more, 15 or more yards. Uh, so that is pretty good. But what, um, what, what, got. <laughs> well, that's not the point, that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch, the, 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 the point is that that Mixon is able to like you know get some large rushes out there, yeah. but. But that's neither here nor there. We're talking about Kamara, but I did want to throw that fact out there for you since you're hating on Mixon. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but with Kamara, um, he definitely helps the Saints. Um, he is definitely going to be beneficial to any team that he would ever go to, and he yeah. definitely deserves the money. Yeah. Okay. Like The boy is untackleable. Like, he, he cannot be tackled at all, and it just – Baffles me how many people can run into him and hit him, and he could be almost seem like he's falling over on one leg and he just you know does a little spin move into the end zone touchdown. Like, he's that good, so he definitely deserves to get paid. However, this situation, uh, I know that they're talking about, like you said, his is uh, like if he's hurt or not, you know, because he had to get the shot in his back, but I think. I think that all is being a, a thing that so he doesn't get fined, and I'm not necessarily sure how when you're on your rookie contract mm-hmm. um, how the fines work. I know that if you're on a veteran contract, uh, you get fined. I think it's it's over forty thousand dollars a day mm-hmm. if you miss miss a practice unexcused. So uh, I'm not sure if rookies get a fine with that. I'm assuming there is some sort of fine, um, but. That I think that probably has something to do with why. There's like, well, why was he out? Was it contract? Or was it injury? What was it? That's probably what that's about. But, I mean, for him, I think that the Saints won on that bad that they'll give him his money. Um, but I think the Saints did something really smart yesterday by pretty much just having the media come out and say that Alvin Kamara's on the trading block. Because I actually think that's what made Kamara come back to practice today. Because I don't, I do not think that he actually wants to leave the Saints. I think he wants to stay. And I think he just wanted that money and he tried to use that, like that chip that he has, to not practice. And the Saints were like, "Yeah, we'll, we'll just trade you away." And then he was like, "Well, hold on, hold on." Maybe we can talk about this. So I think that's why it's all—it's ha- all kind of slowed down to a halt right
0: now. But what's what's in his mind? If 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 you're Alvin Kamara, what's keeping you in New Orleans? What an older Drew Brees that being. Uh,
1: I mean that's a good question. I I just think that he likes it there. I mean this mm-hmm. is all from personal opinion. I I have no idea, but. I, it, to me, it seems like he really likes it there. Um, when you when you think outside of Drew Brees, the team is stacked all across the board, receiver and defense. So, and I don't think the Saints are going to have a issue when Drew Brees retires in either getting a quarterback from free agency or maybe drafting and grooming somebody. But um, I think they're just I think the Saints are set up to keep winning when Drew Brees retires. So, yeah. Um, I think that's why he would want to stay there. And and honestly, when you try to look at teams that need running backs right now that would be viable trade partners, they're all teams that really aren't in contention and that would necessarily help win a Super Bowl. The only team that I heard that was he was possible to go to would be that was a winning team was the 49ers because it kind of needs.
0: Go ahead, go ahead.
1: But if, if, if he went there, I mean, that would, it would make the 49ers oh incredibly gosh. elite, okay? Oh um, but, then you got, but then you have to think, what are the 49ers going to have to give up to get him? And that might be detrimental to their team. So um, that's the thing. He, he is such a piece that is needed because of what he does that I think his trade value is much higher Then maybe, if this makes sense, his trade value is higher than his contract value. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you would probably want to trade maybe a first round pick and some players or some decent ass players for him, but maybe you won't want to pay him like Zeke money or something like that, but you'll still want to give him, you know, a large, you know, contract.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you mentioned, you mentioned location or, or the, the the fact that he, you know, wanted to stay or could possibly just wanted to stay in New Orleans. I mean, that's, I don't know, man. I don't know how, how every player feels, man. He is a Georgia native. You know, we all know, you know, he went to school at Tennessee um, and was stellar running back there. My only thing is when I asked, you know, when I asked about, you know, what's keeping him there because let's look at his production in the last three years. He doesn't have, and both rushing and receiving, he hasn't had a thousand yards. He hasn't had a, a, a thousand yard season, and that could be that could possibly be one of the things that um, the organization is using using against him. And, and and I hate that because like wait a minute, you're gonna use my production or lack of productivity against me. Well, I mean he's he's been a productive player, but you're oh, gonna yeah. try you're gonna try and set uh okay well a thousand yards as the criteria but look at how the way the saints play the saints don't really commit to the running game like that they never have even under even when they had uh mark ingram and he ended up yeah ended up trading them like they they New Orleans has never committed to the run game. I mean they will try you know to, you know to ground and pound you for a little bit and then hit you with the screen you know uh you know the screen game with the backs you know they they try to move their guys around I mean I think they've been they've been very open with Alvin Kamara you know moving him around um in different spots on the field yeah but when I just look at the thousand yards the lack of a thousand yards in both categories I mean
1: but he he can't I, I mean maybe he can get it but like shit. the way he's way he plays and the way he is like first first and foremost you're not gonna make alvin kamari your every down back because he's too small no okay so he's gonna be like your third down back at at most when it comes to the running game but they they do use him, you know sometimes as a wide receiver kind of maybe playing slot or something or when he lines up in the backfield you know have him spread out wide um via like an audible or something but uh, they really, the Saints really like to rely on that heavy-duty running back for the bulk of the real carries. So when they had Mark Ingram, they used him, and when they have Latavius Murray, they used him. And and that's the thing, Alvin Kamara being on your team is such a threat that basically the the hardcore every-down running backs have an easier time um, because it opens up. The game a little bit more especially when you have ingram out there and kamara's out playing slot you know like who, who's gonna get the ball like in any of those situations especially when you have michael thomas outside as well mm-hmm. so the way they utilize him it's such to the saints advantage that it's going to be beneficial and i don't know if he goes to another team if they'd use him the same way or not but that that all encompasses why maybe he wants to stay there because if, if i was him I would definitely see that the Saints use me to literally my best ability. I mean the Saints do that. Sean Payton is is a great coach because you think of someone like Taysom Hill. They they have him come in there and every time he comes in there, the dude is doing something, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're able to take their players and take their skill sets and and take their the things that they're good at and put them in situations where they can excel in that. So I think all of that is probably a reason why he may want to stay, but I just hope the Saints do the right thing and pay him the money he deserves, and not not throw things like you didn't get a thousand yards
0: and receiving or rushing. If if yeah, if if they're smart, they better pay him and pay him. Just, just get Emmanuel. Just get a man his money. I mean, if 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 they're only about $4 dollars million, $4 million apart, man, just go ahead and just pay the man. Like, come on, really? like $16 man, he's worth. What he can do, he's worth every bit of it. Oh, yeah. And, and, and if you mess around and you trade him, I'm like, shit. If, if, if I'm Alvin Kamara, I'm definitely welcoming a trade to San Francisco. And I'm not just talking about because of um, how well they did last year being a Super Bowl team. I'm looking at that scheme. Kyle, oh, Shanahan, yeah. Kyle Shanahan is awesome. I mean, everywhere mm-hmm. he's been, maybe with an exception of Cleveland, I'm not exactly sure his Cleveland numbers, but everywhere he's been since he started as an OC, he's had top, his offenses have, have, have been in the top five, just about yeah. everywhere. I mean, hell, even with the the Redskins, like, as bad as they were, they were still a top offense, a top mm-hmm. three offense. So, I mean, you talking about that, that zone running scheme and the way Shanahan uses um, his backs in the screen game, dude i mean it, he, he doesn't he doesn't necessarily have to be a third uh, a third down back he could be a 1 2 down guy but it's like yeah
1: they could, they could use them in a way where he just won't get annihilated
0: Exactly. You know? exactly exactly where and, and that's a good point too because it's like new orleans they're more running wise they're more power power run but they use the backs a lot in the screen screen game whereas mm-hmm. Shanahan with the Niners, they're more, the lanes are more open. Like it's stretch, you know, outside zone stretch, one cut. Exactly. Let running, yeah, let the running back pick the hole. Mm-hmm. So
1: they try to they try to force it out to the sidelines. Exactly. You know, spread it out, make the defense play wide.
0: Exactly. So that would be, dude. That, that, I would as a Rams fan, I would hate it. <laughs> I do not want to have to deal with that dude twice a year.
1: Hey, as a Niners fan, I would welcome it.
0: <laughs> Fuck you. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, man. So um, yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, it, it look, again, it looks like things are starting to settle down. You know, things are starting to cool down. I mean, uh, Kamara and his agent, you know, neither of them have demanded a trade. Um at, at any point. I mean, it seems like they're, you know, they're making some progress on their extension. Again, they're not that far apart. You know, only four million dollars. Like, come on, like they should be able to come to some common ground. But if New Orleans, if New Orleans, yeah if, if they're gonna sit back and play games, hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's interesting. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't be so um, I wouldn't necessarily be so gung ho on on staying there, to be honest. Okay. Because I, I I just think that there are other there are other teams out there, um, where he would have the same production if not more. And San Francisco is definitely one of them. But yeah, yeah. But anyway, you know, mean, we'll see. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back. Uh, we're going to get into some college football. haven't talked a whole lot about that. Um, The Big Ten, are they in play? I I, I thought they was holding off into the spring. Trump, what's his deal? Anyway, we're going to take a break and we'll get back to you. All right, man, so we we'll back. Final segment. Um, this is interesting. Yeah, Miami up 28-25 uh, uh, with just uh, a little over two minutes left in the first quarter. I, hey, listen, I know I know
1: <laughs> it's early, but I'm calling it, okay? Miami's going to win the series.
0: <laughs> all right, yeah, man, that's, they got the firepower to do it, man. Like I said, the, the firepower, the toughness, I mean, they have all the capabilities to do it. Um, so, yeah, so we'll, we'll see about that but but um anyway so yeah so before the break man you know, we was just getting ready to get into um college football the Big 10 so it looks like they're they could be trying to make a push uh to play I'm a little confused because I thought you know one minute you know the Big 10 and the Pac 12 you know they were kind of leading the charge and you know being you know, taking the right precautions, you know, there's like, hey, you know, let's wait and see, you know, what can happen, you know, with the coronavirus, you know, will the cases go down, will there possibly be a vaccine in place? And, you know, they were going to push their season to, to the spring. Now, all of a sudden, I mean, we've heard in the in the past few weeks, you know, we've heard that at one point, you know, they could be looking to start around Thanksgiving. That's weird. And... Now I'm hearing it it could be even earlier. What's the deal with that, B?
1: I mean, I heard that, you know, possibly October 12th, so they can be able to get into the college football playoffs and the national championship. Yeah. Uh, Dude, it's all pressure from the president and money. Like, and it's sad. Like, the people would rather value uh, entertainment and money rather than lives of humans like it's, yeah. it's come on but that's that's the world these days um but yeah I mean I I think that that they shouldn't play and that they they made the right decision the first time because mm-hmm. when you look at uh you know what's going on in college football now there's already players opting out there's players that have already yep. caught COVID that have yep. to sit out um yep. Like for, I'll give a great example. Uh, NC State had to stop practice for two weeks because the, like a, a majority of the team ended up catching the virus. And in doing that, they had to postpone the Virginia Tech game mm-hmm. to uh, September 26th instead of playing the first week of the season. And like now that makes Tech play. For ten weeks in a row, and it's just like just so much change and so much that could happen. And when you hear something like like what happened to NC State, like well, there's so many college football teams that's not gonna be the only team that this happens to, and this is probably gonna happen. To somebody in the middle of the season, and that what is that going to do? You know, like there's just so much uncertainty with it that I think the Big Ten, the Pac-12 made the right decision to just say, "Yo, we'll sit out and wait." But mm-hmm. it's sad. It's really sad that pressure has turned it into that. though we might we might start October 12th. I, I I can't. I'm I'm really upset about it to be honest. But I'll let yeah. I'll let you I'll let you go into this.
0: Well, I mean it's. Uh- I don't understand as well because I mean, they, they, it was an 11 to three vote to postpone the season. And mm-hmm. according to Mitch Daniels, the, the president of Purdue Purdue university, it was a collective decision. Clearly. I mean, that you know, the, the vote count reflects that. So I, I'm, I'm not quite understanding, you know, why they're getting, um, or or, or why they feel they 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 have to act to to uh to any pressure to play. I mean,
1: you may— the president I, the president must have a favorite team in the Big Ten. Like that, he must his favorite team must be in the Big Ten, and he's so upset about <laughs> it that he had to call the commissioner and say, "I can't watch this team this season." Well, uh, we'll play it, play them. We need a revote. Do does a revote. Even, like,
0: does he even watch football?
1: I don't listen. I'll tell you this. He doesn't focus on real-world shit, so I'm assuming that, yes, he only watches sports and Fox News during the day and does nothing else. So, I mean, he he, he bitches about the NBA and their ratings, which has, like, nothing to do with anything right now, but he has to tweet about it. He has to tweet about the Big Ten constantly, constantly and about how they're not going to play. So, when... When you hear people always tell these athletes and people in sports keep sports out of politics and politics out of sports and the president is all butthurt because he can't watch the Big Ten play football and then does something to make that happen, mm-hmm. it's yeah. just real annoying to hear.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think this is something, man, like we, we got to wait on because they may be having – pressure but i don't know i mean he did he did say they're on the one yard line so they're
1: gonna play i i have no doubt in my mind that when they vote to play again they're gonna vote to play i'm no doubt in my mind
0: Mm -hmm. but i mean it says here this this is a quote from i'm just looking at the espn article uh from a big 10 source uh to espn nothing has changed nothing we have to get all the medical questions answered before we can even bring back a plan to the president's approval. I'm, I'm thinking that they're talking about the, the president of mm-hmm. uh, the Big Ten. So mm-hmm. uh, I guess what, what what bothers me out of this because now, um, you know, if they, if the Big Ten comes, if, say, if, if they decide to play, then, you know, with, with the ACC and the SEC, well, then they're saying, okay, well, they could have the national college football playoff, which I think is complete bullshit. You're Again, excuse my language. Yeah, and okay, yeah. So you, you say an asterisk, which I, th- I think is fair, and it, it 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 just really just brings back the point that I've kind of made about college football um, for a few years now. It's like the sport is so regionalized, right? Mm-hmm. And and and. Some way, like I, I really feel that the media is responsible for that because, oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's like we we're always talking about like on every network that you're looking at, you're always hearing about um, the Big Ten, whether it's Ohio State uh, a, as a contender, um, the SEC, the ACC, Clemson, you know, Alabama, um, and then maybe one Big Twelve team. But it's like none of the other conferences, like they don't get any love, any attention. Like, at the end of the day, like, those schools, you can't help. It's not their fault, you know, maybe their schedule as, you know, their conference schedule is is, is not as challenging. Mm-hmm. But damn it, man, if if I'm USC and I win my conference, we won the conference in 2017. If I win my conference, man, I deserve the right to play for a national title. Like, those dudes, like, they beat Penn State in a very close Rose Bowl game.
1: Penn oh State. yeah, isn't that like um, when they like choose like two SEC teams or something like that instead of yeah. putting a Pac-12 team yeah. I mean, I mean, <laughs> or like in Notre Dame they put Notre Dame in or something.
0: They they beat Saquon Barkley and Trace McSorley. Granted, oh, yeah. Uh, grant, yeah, granted. Yeah, um, uh, granted. Sam Darnold the, the 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 following year he ended up being the number three overall pick to the Jets. You know, and, and they had some other guys on that squad. Um, you know, Dory Jackson, Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, just a couple of names of some guys that people had no clue uh, about <laughs> prior to the draft. But I just kind of feel like, man, it's like when they do that, man, it's like we're just sliding the other schools. And you're yeah. right. It, 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 puts, it puts an asterisk on it. It puts an asterisk on the national champion. It's not fair. I, I think, you know... They need to expand the playoffs, man, instead of going to just a four-team set. You know, they need to make it at least 12. And and it's like, hell, man, let the chip fall where they may.
1: If, yeah, but if, it's all about the ratings, man. They got to have Bama and Clemson in it, you know. They got to have them in the far. And if, God forbid that they, you know, drop out of a playoff early or something like that. Which is which is kind of funny because you kind of, you know, expand on what you're talking about, how they focus on these teams let's just say some bad publicity comes out like you know how it's mm. been going on over the summer with Clemson how there's mm. been a coach that has been outwardly racist and how you know Sweeney himself has said some things and done some things that have been really questionable but he, his job never in jeopardy why because he's a Clemson and he's major market team the media mm. loves them they're not going to paint a, a bad picture on him and you know, I look at something like, um, like, like what the coach of Oklahoma State did this year. Like all the things that's come out bad about him. The, you know, the racist statements, the OAN shirt, and all that stuff. And yeah. and, Gun- and nothing happened. Nothing. Yeah, Gundy, and nothing happens to him. Nothing whatsoever. Why is yeah. that? Oh, I know why. Because, and I'm trying to, to be as as radio friendly as I can. But oh, speak there, your mind,
0: brother.
1: There is, <laughs> I mean. It, I love college football, and and I would I would have to view myself as possibly like an outlier in the situation because when I look at college football's fan base, I, they tend to lean a certain way, if you know what I mean. And when you lean that certain way, and mm-hmm. that person who is the leader of that way is basically openly racist himself, and. Is a bad example for human beings, like and doesn't doesn't believe in things like you know how bad the coronavirus really is. Is essentially responsible for over under hundred and eighty thousand people dying, like and then you got you're clamoring to see these sports and bitching about sports that are in bubbles, like the whole thing just it kind of makes sense to me why why things are the way they are and why these certain people like college football and push for college po- football so much and are like, oh, yeah, Big Ten, how dare you, you make the worst mistake in the world. Like, you better come back and the pressure that's having with them. All of that encompassing the one thing, it makes sense to me. But I'm not trying to be mean to the, the college football fans that reside on one side of things, but you know who you are and you know what you stand for. So, yeah. you know, think about that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'll just say this I mean, I would be shocked I mean, they've made a decision They had a vote A overwhelming majority Said, no We do not think that it is safe To play right now And we're going to postpone And wait and see what happens With the pandemic itself I I thought that that was The smart and responsible thing to do Mm -hmm. If you go back on that right now, what message are you saying to your players, right? You're weak. Yeah. Well, even bigger than that, it's you don't care. You don't care about me at all. Well, I mean, the players are already kind of. Uh, get that feeling right now with the NCAA, you know.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: without, you
1: know. a <laughs> without a doubt. Without a doubt. They're small little, you know, little pieces of a greater cog to the NCAA. Right. The NCAA could care less about their players.
0: But this would solidify it,
1: though. Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: They're you, talking about a, a global pandemic where people are dying. This mm-hmm. is, you know, it's, it, this isn't, it's, it, we're not talking about just money. You know, we're talking about death life Mm -hmm. and death i mean again these kids they're not um none of us are immune to these to this virus these kids Mm -hmm. they're not they're not immune to this virus they have absolutely no idea how their bodies will respond to it we've already seen kids their age die from this virus so Mm -hmm. i don't understand you know what would make um you know what would make uh, the big 10 feel that their players are any more safe than anybody else, you know, um, they, again, they, they made the right decision by, by waiting and seeing, I mean, we've, we've seen it in some States, you know, throughout the country, you know, with the high schools, Hey, you know, we're going to wait, you know, we'll wait and see postpone the season, I, I, I just think it would be completely irresponsible for, to, uh, for the Big Ten to, to go back on that.
1: Yep. It, it, oh, yeah. 100% agree with you. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's funny that you don't hear anything about the Pac-12. but They're still standing strong. No. <laughs> they're not in the news at all. No. But for, And I, it, what makes no sense to me either is, is why – the president only wants the Big Ten back. And it's not the Pac 12. Wow.
0: They don't care about the Pac 12. And, and that's what, and, and I, I know I'm a USC fan, but there's still a conference, too. I care about all of them. I care about the Sun Belt. I care about Conference USA. I care yeah. about the Mountain West. I care about all the conferences, man. All of it. That, that, that's what makes uh, college football so great, man. I mean, it's it's like so have you ever been to the college football Hall of Fame in Atlanta?
1: Uh haven't.
0: It, it, okay. If, if you get a chance, man, if you get a chance to go to Atlanta at some point in the future, you know, hopefully when everything clears up, go to the, go to the uh the uh the college football Hall of Fame, man. When you walk in, I'm am t- telling you, bro, it's it's one of the, the most beautiful things that that you've ever seen with the sport. Like they have this whole mural of every single college football helmet of every single NCAA um, school in the country,
1: that's cool.
0: Honestly, anybody like if like I said, hey, like where's uh, could, do you have uh, Virginia State University? Nobody's heard of, heard of them other than people in Virginia, right? Mm-hmm. You can find it. It's up there on on that wall, and there I think dope. they're like a division, they're a division two school or something like that. I believe they're they're up there, man. D two, D three, they're up there. Like it's 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 beautiful. That's college football inclusion. Oh, yeah. So when so when we kind of like just minimize it to just the three three conferences, man. Well, because well, well USC isn't as prominent. Well, they're still a prominent university because well they're not as good as a program at, you know as they once were. It's just sad, man. I, 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 we're just regionalizing the sport, and, and I just it's just bad, man.
1: Man, Pac-12 after dark is like my favorite games to watch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, you got USC is, what, 17th? Right. I mean, they got them ranked 17th, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know, going in the the polls.
1: It's exciting. I mean, the Pac-12 is not bad. I mean, Oregon, good. USC is good. Yeah. Uh, Arizona State, competitive. Like, you know, all, they got some good... Washington. Washington has been borderline college football playoff team past couple of years with Chris mm-hmm. Peterson. Stanford. Like, Stanford. Oh, yeah. Stanford powerhouse running team. Mm-hmm. Like... I mean, yeah, it's definitely a good conference and an exciting conference, and I hate that they get the short end of the stick a lot. And it almost—it's like the ACC in a way. They really get the short end of the stick over here on the East Coast, but you know, they got the perennial national champion. Of, well, not this recent one, but you know, Clemson. Yeah. And it, it, i don't know. There's definitely favorites played by the media yeah uh, what teams go where i mean you can just tell that by the rankings every year you you take a you take someone like Florida state for example who continually underperforms over and over again but the media <laughs> constantly puts them in the top 25 to begin the season every single year and you just yeah. scratch your head after they go like <laughs> three and six after the first nine games you're like man they're really a top 25 team weren't they right uh, but that's the media for you you know
0: yeah yeah i don't know man i mean we'll like I said, I I, I thought I mean, and we're both in agreement, you know, I, I thought that, you know, the Big Ten, Pac-12, you know, they they made the responsible decision, man. You know, they for once, you know, we actually seen, a, you know, conferences, you know, really put the players well-being first. That was first and foremost, foremost over money. And it would just be tough, man, to see them um, to see them go back on that decision because of external pressure. Let alone pressure from the president. We got more pressing things <laughs> in our yeah. country for you to be worried about. But whatever,
1: exactly, and, and that's the thing, you know. I like Shannon Sharp says, man, we don't like talking about politics, right. but when you bring politics into sports, we're going to talk about politics. Exactly, and, and like, and I hate that, you know, because sports, like, 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 and I know it's not the same, but it's essentially like what Doc Rivers said. In his interview last week, mm-hmm. you know, he just wants to be a coach. You know, he doesn't want to, to have to worry about all this outside stuff all the time. And yeah. when you have, you know, racism and and just general politics constantly putting their their way in the sports in a negative light, yeah, like you know, like, like we have to speak on it, we have to talk about it. But you know, it's yep. just the way things are these days.
0: Yep. No, I completely agree, man. Um, but anyway, I mean, nah, bro, man, that, that was a good, it's a good episode, episode yeah. seven, bro. Um, big game tonight, OKC Houston game seven. Who you got, bro?
1: Well, you know, this is I'm really torn here um, because uh, for the people you know listening, I used to be an OKC fan. Uh, because uh, you know, I really yep. liked Durant, really liked Westbrook. Yeah. I love the trio with Harden on there. Um, I Man, I was so happy when they had Paul George and Melo. Like, I mean, the tons of players that kept me rooting for the team.
0: Didn't have a plan for any of them dudes,
1: but didn't have a plan. So you know, now Westbrook leaves and Harden's already on the Rockets. I had to. I was thinking about picking a new team, and I. I but when the season started, I declared myself a newly signed Rockets fan. So <laughs> I'm gonna stand on that hill this year, and hopefully I don't die on it. But if bro, you
0: Westbrook, die, bro.
1: <laughs> if Westbrook does, does not throw the ball and out, you know, out of bounds for the last play of the game, then maybe it will win. But I'm gonna go with the Rockets this yeah. time. But if Chris Paul – man, dude, if Chris Paul does what he does, did last game, then the uh, Thunder are going to win. But I'm going Rockets.
0: Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to agree. I'm going to go uh, go at Houston. I think they got – I think it, they just have more. I mean, outside of, um, you know, outside of OKC, you got CP – yeah, Chris Paul. I mean, that. He, he had a big game. I don't know if he has another one of those in him. I don't know. OKC we'll is
1: not a playoff team. When you look at that roster, nah. you have to scratch your head and ask yourself, yeah, how, how did they, they make play the playoffs? Exactly. I mean, they had the same record as the Rockets, too. That's the most baffling part of it all. Mm-hmm. But 5 seed, crazy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, they're there for an obvious reason. But I think the Rockets are going to do this one tonight. I think they got it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. So you you said <laughs> hopefully you don't die. Yeah. You'll, you'll survive the day but uh, you, got you got that juggernaut in the uh, the lakers
1: waiting i don't know about that brother listen i didn't say next round okay i'm it's, <laughs> I, I, it's really hard because I, I root for lebron you know yeah. to do well but i'm not that typical lebron fan where like i just follow his team and just root for whatever team he's on i've yeah. picked the, i've picked the team that he's not on to be my team but I really root for LeBron. So if the Rockets and Lakers, when if the Rockets win, and they end up playing each other in the series. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, say this: I'll be happy if be I'll neutral. be happy. Yeah, I'll be happy in either situation because I'm always rooting for Braun. I'm yeah. always rooting for him. So I can't stop that just because you know the Rockets. I'm a brand new Rockets fan, so I'm not that tied to him yet.
0: Hmm. <laughs> well. <laughs> we'll we'll see, bro. Anyway, man, it's a solid episode. You catch my man Brandon. Um, uh, catch him on Instagram. Catch him on Twitter. Uh, B Myers underscore um, Mooch, M O O C H. Yep. Catch me on um, on Instagram as well. Coach underscore underscore Reggie, R E G G I E. Not a I, not a Y at the end. And uh, episode seven, man, in the books. We out.
1: See ya.